Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Yes, yes. It's the Thursday morning. Taz, we move to you right here on CBS Sports Radio. Coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Home is more than a house. It's a personal paradise. Get yours with Rocket Mortgage. Push button. Get mortgage. You've got uh, James, Pete, Mike across the way on the side. Bogus with your updates to 9 a.m. Eastern time we go. Bob Stoops, former Oklahoma coach, is going to join us a little later on the program. He's got a book out. Looking forward to that conversation. Uh, coming your way at 8.25 a.m. Eastern time this morning. What's going on, Taz? How you doing, bud? Uh, good, Moose. Good. Good to see you. Yeah, looking forward to doing a great show and, and talking to Coach Stoops later. That'd be great. And uh, as we get ready for a little Thursday night, uh, Thursday night football tonight, so it's going to be a good show. Yeah, good show. Looking forward to it. Looking uh, a lot to get into. And uh, we begin with uh, a conversation that we began yesterday uh, surrounding the, the Cleveland Browns and Baker Mayfield, who uh, uh, we chat about uh, the comments by former Jet and Bills head coach and defensive coordinator with the Baltimore Ravens, Rex Ryan, uh, as he uh, described and called Baker Mayfield uh, overrated, quote-unquote, uh, and uh, the conversation surrounding that. And then Baker Mayfield uh, had this to say yesterday. Uh, cut to there, James, about uh, what Rex I mean, had to say. In the, in the wise words of Freddie Kitchens, if you don't wear orange and brown, you don't matter. And Rex Ryan doesn't have any colors right now for a reason. So it's okay. Yeah, I mean, so Mayfield shot back at Rex. Yeah. Uh, clear and distinct uh, message from Baker there. Uh, and he's not wrong. So, uh you know, I, you know, which is fine, and he has every right to go out there and defend himself after a guy takes a shot at him. Yeah, no, he does. I mean, uh, you know, and, and, you know, Baker Mayfield's never short of a comment or a, a little snarky jab, and, and he did that, and and you're right, he's more than entitled to do that. Um, usually I wouldn't mind if he did it because I think, you know, when we discussed it the other day about Rex Ryan, you brought it up that um, he called, you know, uh, he called uh, Baker Mayfield overrated, overrated. And I kind of agreed with Rex Ryan on that. And then I heard the full context of what Rex Ryan said, and he ripped him. Like, he, he went a little too far, I thought, you know, in the initial start of this little barb. And um, I just think at this point, I mean, I just think Baker Mayfield, uh, you know, they got to they gotta get into a rhythm of winning games, you know, in my opinion. So I would have kind of taken the high road and just – been the victim and just left it alone. Just say, well, that's that's his opinion. He's entitled to that, whatever. That's uh, I, I just how I would have handled it if I was him. Just because I think there there is this narrative on the Browns, you know, and and Baker and Kitchens that like, and we've talked about it a couple times already, uh, and a lot of people do that they're annoying and 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 they get on people's nerves and and they they chirp and they act a certain way and they were supposed to be great and they're not and they're one and two and. Blah blah blah, but yet there's you know I don't know. Uh, it it they, they get annoying. So I mean, but I do think the backtrack Rex Ryan's comments he did go a little too far. I mean, he didn't just say he was overrated. He kind of, he took a, several jabs at the guy. Yeah, which we hinted at the time. Right, I mean, right. and and uh, and uh, with everything that he had to say. So um, 
Yeah, I mean, it doesn't. Uh, you know, I, I think Mayfield has uh, has every right to, to answer the criticism from Rex that someone's going to go out there on ESPN, I believe he was on Get Up, and, and, and rip the Browns quarterback and talk about him being overrated. Um, and, and not just at that. Um, if you're Mayfield, I, you know, I, I think it's easier when you're a young kid or a young man, I should say, um, and say uh, – you know, well, you know, take the high road, and and I'll disagree with you, but I I just don't think that's Mayfield's way. I you know I fully expected Mayfield to respond if he's responding to the criticism and get into an argument or discussion about uh, the way that Odell Beckham Jr. was treated by the Giants. You know, I fully expected yesterday to hear from Mayfield and him to respond to what Rex Ryan had to say. Right, you know right. what I mean? Yeah, so it wasn't yeah, all yeah. that surprising. Oh, you're right. To hear Mayfield say what he said. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, we could get into it in terms of, you know, you're, you're not wrong. I mean, in, in terms of they've got to start winning some games, but they do have this us against the world mentality. So that, does that necessarily just feed the beast or no? Oh, it does. No, you're right. I didn't think of it like that, but yeah, it does because that, that if you're Freddie Kitchens and his staff, you could motivate, you try to get some motivation out of these guys with that. I would think that they're professional enough and they're talented enough young guys that they should be able to go out there and win. Lord knows they got the weapons on that Browns team. They, they, it's definitely O-line for the most part, but they do have enough weapons. They have one of the best defensive players in the league and, 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 and you know, in a rush end um, like Garrett and stuff like that, as, as good as he is. And the thing is this, though, like Rex Ryan, you know, just to talk about him for a second, just my opinion, Moose, like, Look, he went a little far with it and saying he's overrated as hell and all that. And he said, you said he was on the get up. I can't remember where it was from. I know I saw the comments, right? Look, it, this is this is probably exactly what Rex Ryan wants. He knows that he could poke the Baker Mayfield bear and he'll get a reaction out of him. Okay, who knows? Maybe Rex Ryan's in a contract year. He needs to have some kind of a hot take, you know, and, and have some. And, and that's, uh, look, just my opinion doesn't reflect anybody else who works here or this company. But that's ESPN as an overview for me. They just, they're constantly, they're, they're a lot of their football guys, they're just constantly, the ex-players and coaches, just, uh, we're all getting paid to be opinionated in all these different companies of me, sports media. These guys just, it's some of the shots they take at people. It's like, I'm shocked they've been in locker rooms. Like, it's just, it's amazing to me. Rex Ryan's father and his brother and him, all the years as a football professional, as a football man, you know, and, and, and his success. No matter how, no matter getting fired from the Jets, Bills, I got all that. But still, he's, his family is a football family. I mean, to go out there and say the guy is overrated as hell, I mean, come on, dude. You're just having a hot take because either you're in a contract year or you want to be the sexy eye for, for, for whoever's doing programming for ESPN TV. I mean, that's, that's how I look at it. Like, he went too far with it, in my opinion. That's what I'm saying, Rex Ryan. Did. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I I, I looked at it kind of like the low hanging fruit. That's a good, that's another way to look at it. Yeah, um, yeah true. Where I, I just it's, looked it's at easy, it. As, yeah. Well, I I mean, it wasn't anything inquisitive. There was nothing, to be honest with you. You know, where I, I think they're an easy mark. I think they're an easy target. Uh, they've struggled to begin the year. Uh, Mayfield hasn't played particularly well. Uh, for him to come out there and say that, I mean, I, I think it's kind of like the the easy statement, the easy thing to say. Sure, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, I, I, Rex hasn't, you know, he's made himself, uh, you know, a lot of money as a head coach, and I'm sure, you know, he's got a decent contract. I don't even know what his contract is at ESPN or whether or not he's in a contract year. But, um, you know, I, I look at it that way from Rex, and he's kind of, you know, was a loud mouth as a head coach, and, you know, he hasn't been as much of a loud mouth because I think he's tried to get himself back into the league 
or he's wanted to try and get himself back into the league. Uh, and usually those guys that don't feel like uh, that feel like the the door is still open, they're going to couch some of their answers and some of their responses. So, you know, maybe maybe Rex is seeing the right in the wall and realizes that it, it's probably going to be done. Or maybe it's a case of you look at it Mayfield as we've talked about, and the Browns have got an easy target on their back, and they've created it with some of the language and some of the statements that they've made over the course of uh, training camp and during the off season and into the regular season. Taz that. You know, this is uh, you know this is kind of an easy target. It's just sitting out there. Mm. It's like on a duck range, and and all he did was you know fire a shot at the the next duck that went up in the air, and that happened to be Baker Mayfield. Yeah, no doubt. And you got to be careful if you're Rex Ryan. I mean, even though even though I thought Baker Mayfield had a pretty witty comeback about that, there's a reason why Rex Ryan's not wearing any team colors right now, meaning why he he don't have a coaching job. You know, he's probably making good money uh, as a sports uh, sportscaster and a, a color analyst on uh, for ESPN, but. You know, hey, listen, you want to talk about overrated? I mean, hey, everybody and their mother thought that Rex Ryan was going to be the next greatest thing to color commentary the announce booth calling football games. He wasn't and not. <laughs> so yeah. it, right or wrong, I mean, you know, no. he, he wasn't as good as everybody thought he was going to be. I don't even know if he still does it. If he does it, he's doing low-level games. I, I'm not even sure if he does it. I mean, so he was supposed to be, well, even before he was out of coaching, this guy's going to be great in the TV business. Oh, my God, he's such a witty guy. He's so charismatic. Oh, man, he's he's got credibility as a coach, and he's always got an opinion. Yep. Oh, it's gonna be, yeah, what a load of hogwash. He got in the announcement as a color commentator, and he sucked. Yeah, he wasn't. No, you're, you're not wrong. He wasn't particularly good. Uh, but, I mean, he's not There's the one that. a hot take for you. Right. <laughs> but, but you know what? He's not the one that put them on himself. You know what I mean? That was other mm. people saying about him. You know, uh, I look, uh, uh, yeah, I understand. You see what I'm yeah, saying? Uh, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah, like he point. was coming yeah. out and saying, I'm going to be the greatest color analyst. I'm going to be the next John Madden. I'm going to be point. this. I'm yeah, going to be that. That was, uh, that was other people that, you know, that cover the business that looked at it and drew the conclusion that he was going to be great at mm. it. And he wasn't, you know? No. So, no, I mean, you know, I look at it as, you know, if you're going to tell me you're going to be great at something and then you're not, then I think you deserve the criticism rather than someone putting – maybe um, unsolicited expectations on you when you go into a job well, without you having done anything in that job, and then all of a sudden uh, you're not particularly good at it. I don't think he does any color analyst work anymore. Um, I don't yeah. remember the woman he was doing it with. I can't remember her name. But regardless, she, she works for, for them. But the thing is this, that I guess what I'm saying in regards to overrated, you're right, though. It's a, an extremely good point because it wasn't like Rex Ryan was saying, I'm going to be great, to your point that you just made. You just said that, where it's different with Baker Mayfield. But I'm saying as far as what the perception was of people in the trade of, okay, Baker Mayfield's going to be really good this year with all his weapons. He's going to be awesome. So he gets, you know, he's getting a lot of high rating and praise before anything happens in this season. Sure. That's how it was with um, what I heard. I could hear it on the radio or TV with Rex Ryan when uh, he was leaving coaching going to the TV business. That's what I mean about. Oh, no, no, I get it. But, but I think but they I feel some more too, as a player than Rex did as an analyst. Oh, you said it again? Mayfield's done more yeah, as a yeah. player than Rex did uh, as an analyst. No doubt about it. No like, we, about he didn't it. come yeah. into this year blind with Baker Mayfield, hoping and praying that he'd be good at the quarterback I spot. I agree. He threw 26 touchdowns last year, and he was, you know, he was pretty good. He was I pretty mean, good. It yeah, was yeah. exciting to watch, and. You know, kind of a dynamic quarterback, Taz, and 
you know, he, he, he went out there and did that, and, and Mayfield answered some of the critics as well when he was the first overall draft choice because right. a lot right. of people thought that maybe he necessarily wasn't going to be that guy when he was coming out of Oklahoma and whether or not he deserved to be the first-round draft choice. So, listen, Ryan has been a dis- – if the point is, is Ryan's been a disappointment as an analyst? No doubt. Has he been a disappointment as a guy that's just worked in the studio for ESPN? Yeah. I mean, he doesn't really – cut that much, he doesn't really cut through, he doesn't really, uh, he's not going to say anything all that inflammatory, and I I think this is kind of picking on somebody when they're down. Uh, That's the way kind of I looked at it where, you know, it it would be one thing to tell me someone's overrated when the team is 3-0, and and give me the rationale and the reason. I mean, everyone's ripping on the Browns. I mean, they're 1-2, and the most penalized team in the NFL, Mayfield hasn't played particularly well. You know, what Rex Ryan had to say is he's kind of uh, playing along with the masses as everyone's <laughs> running around with the pitchforks mm. and uh, and everything and, and can't wait to see the the, uh, the Browns get torn down. I mean, he didn't really say anything right. that was all that surprising. Yeah, Mayfield's played terrible. He's not been all that yeah. good. And yep. Mayfield went out there and responded. But, uh, you know, to play the point that he made earlier, Taz, I, I, I think the Browns should expect it. Um, and, you know, if, if they want to have this kind of uh, – uh, wear the black hat, uh, us against the world, we don't care what you have to say, then you really can't care what people have to say. You know, the response, as you mentioned, Taz, if you're going to play the this game that they're playing or you're going to take on this kind of a feel or a vibe would be, you know, I don't give a blank what Rex has to say. Right. We're on to our next game. I could care less. I mean, uh, you know, and if you want to take a shot at Rex, so be it. But, Taz, that's the way I would look at it right. instead of playing into it and leaning into the comment. Correct. I would lean away from it. Yeah, well, in the words of social media, like, uh, and this, this Baker Mayfield's clickbait. Okay, yes. so that's basically yeah, no what you're doubt. saying there. And, and, and you're right. He's clickbait. And he is clickbait. So, he, he you know, you poke him, he's going to come right back at you. He's an easy mock, as you called him earlier. And that's true. Um and I also agree with you that it's not right to kick anyone when they're down, and and that's what that's what Ryan did with with, with Mayfield. But yet, well, I don't blame him. Ta- no, I mean, they, I don't they've s- earned that. They've yeah, earned right. it because they, they the, the Browns, you know, they've earned that because the attitude. Look, we we come out here. We've both this we've, we've been agreed on. We've Browns. been critical on them, but but sure. we're if we're breaking down a game or we're breaking down. That's a little bit different than what he did. But also, look, no matter if we rip the Browns or Rex Ryan rips the Browns. They, they've earned that just because they put so much of a spotlight on them. Agreed. You're, you're watching Redskins are horrible, okay? Yes. The Miami Dolphins Dolphins are horrible. But they're not chirping. They didn't chirp it for the year. Nobody said nothing. So no one's kicking them when they're down. You can't. You know, you, they, they're, not, they're trying to win games just like the Browns are trying to win games. But the Browns had a big spotlight on them. The Browns, you know, especially once Beckham got there, we all thought they were going to be amazing. But so no one's kicking the Redskins when they're down. No one's kicking the Dolphins when they're down because they they didn't say nothing prior, right? They didn't they didn't you know create that kind of attention like the Cleveland Browns did. Uh, yeah, I, I, Taz. I, I I plus the expectations weren't there. I mean, and true, we got critical true. of Miami Dolphins because of the way that they went about their business model of tearing it down. Um, well, that's and, not and the Redskins, right? Just, right just, and the Redskins are inept. And and listen, it, it's not a case of. And I, I don't mean that you can't be critical. Maybe I came across poorly. I don't mean to be. You can't be critical of a team that's struggling, because you know that's what we do. I mean, we we talk about right. teams that are succeeding, struggling, middle of the road, what have you. Sure. Give you our thoughts and feel. Take calls from all across the country. So I don't mean to say that Rex Ryan can't knock the Cleveland Browns. But what my point with is saying is this: is that 
They are. It's easy to right. knock the Browns. It's not that difficult to knock the Cleveland Browns right now. You could come on and and well, rip Mayfield. You could rip Beckham for wearing the watch. Kitchens and how penalized and sloppy they are. The and visor how, it is. Yeah, that, yeah. I mean, there, there's plenty to get on with the Cleveland Browns, and that's fine. You know, and and that's great, and and people are going to play into it because of of all the accolades that Mayfield got after his rookie year. Taz, how he's a pitch man for basically everything. I mean, mm. he can't get away whether he's mowing the the Browns field or whether he's doing that commercial with his girlfriend right. and the like. Right. I mean, he, 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 Mayfield's all over the place, and that's fine. But even aside from that, if he conducted himself a lot better, he wouldn't be facing the criticism for instead of people rooting against him. People would be rooting for them, right. and if you want well, people to root against you and be critical of you, then you've got to be you've got to be open to the possibility and understand that people are going to rip you. That's all. I totally agree. And 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 real thing, real thing on this too is that Ryan basically he was malicious in he wasn't just a critique, as you know. He was you know some of the things he said. He was he was he was mean spirited about it. Like he went too far. You know, like he went a little far. Like saying the guy's over as hell, like out of nowhere, it was a little rough. Yeah, well, but, you know. I, know, I agree with you. I mean, but, yeah. no, that's Rex Green headlines. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Want to hear from you. You think Mayfield's overrated. Uh, plus a, a holdout is coming to an end out in Los Angeles. We'll get to that as well. It's Taz of the Moose on a busy Thursday, and, uh, Thursday morning. we got Thursday Night Football later on tonight. Packers and Eagles will be a good one out in Lambeau. we got all the football for you. Bobby Stoops, the former Oklahoma coach, will join us a little later on the program. Uh, looking forward to that conversation as well. We're just getting started on a Thursday. It's Taz, it's Moose, it's CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose, coast to coast. Pillar to post on CBS Sports Radio. All right, you know what CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line is, 855-212-4227. Brought to you by our good friends over at Geico. Great news, quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. We'll get into uh, the return of Melvin Gordon. We'll do that here momentarily. Bogish is in the house. First time this morning. What's up, Andrew? Moose. Al, Taz. Taz. Pete, Mike. Other Pete. Uh, Here's your report sponsored by the NFL Network. We are NFL Network, the place where football and culture collide. It's all here, all day, every day. Because there's no such thing as too much football, we are the NFL Network. Boys, let us pour one out for the Cubs and the Mets. I will remember you. Will you remember me? going to be a long off season in both well, New York and in Chicago. I wish you would have consulted with me before you Great went song. with that song. It's uh, it's uh, it's so it's so well, trite and predictable that you use that, Andrew. Here's my confusion uh, or my idiocy. I didn't exactly want to play that for you. Okay. I had an edited version that didn't appear to make it into the studio with me. Oh. oh. You want to stand by? Yeah, I stand would love by. to stand by. All right. While you stand by, Moose and I will talk about how my coffee is getting cold in my thermos that I bragged about, and I don't know why that's happening, Moose. I don't know why that's happening. I don't know either. This thing used to work great, and now uh, my coffee gets cold, and, and I don't understand what happens. i got to buy a new one 
because the, the mugs that I bought everyone here and my mug that I used to use, uh, that don't work anymore either. So I don't know if it's something in the water on Long Island or what. <laughs> Any cracks or leaks? No, there's no cracks, but maybe the seam on the cover might be old. Hey, oh, look who just walked in, set? Andrew Bogus. Hey, guys, what are you, yeah, what you been up to? What's going on, Andrew? How are you? Good hey, to see from you, from the top, yeah. three, three, two, and on, one. Andrew Bogus. Very nice. Latest sports update. Guys, good morning. It's great to see you. Thanks for having me. I miss Brad. Uh, yeah. uh, here's your report. It is sponsored by... So... That's funny. Forgive me if you heard this before. Yeah. Goodbye to the Mets and Cubs. I will remember you. And he drives one deep left center field. That ball is out of here. Number 51 for Pete Alonso, a three run bomb. Will you remember me? Ground ball to second. This is going to do it. Frazier to first. And the Pirates win again. The Cubs' losing streak has reached eight. We've not the memory. Oh, it's well worth the wait. So I thought so. Much Thank better. You, well much done. better. I mean, it was much better. I know it took a lot of work. Well it was much better. I, I'm not the so type, much work, so. I forgot to put it into the script. I yeah. know. That's funny. <laughs> uh, that was much better. Sharp as attack this morning. But I... I would have went with a different song either way. What would your choice have been? The reason why I would use this is because it's generic. And and that other song is kind of played out. And everybody, everybody uses it in sports when their team loses. I well remember you. This is something that no one knows. And it's very mundane and sad. And it makes you miserable. So I that's why I would have went with that. Mm. Okay. So Whose walkout music was that? Uh, no one. No, it's, just, it's just misery music. That's what we label it as here. Misery music. All right. No problem. Right. Uh, so the Brewers put both of those teams, the Mets and Cubs, out of their respective misery last night with a 9-2 route of the Reds in Cincinnati. Milwaukee clinching at worst a wild card spot with that win. They could still jump the Nationals for a wild card game home field, or they could catch the Cardinals in the Central, only a game and a half back of them with four days left in the season. Over in the AL, the Central belongs to the Twins. 5-1 winners in Detroit, while Cleveland lost at the White Sox 8-3. First division title for Minnesota since 2010. Those Indians also dropping a game and a half behind the Rays for the second wild card. Tampa Bay blanked the Yankees 4-zip. Charlie Morton pitched the first six innings of a one-hitter. This should be his manager, Kevin Cash. I'm speechless just with the performance uh, when we needed him most. And we've been saying that now for a month or six weeks. Uh, every time he takes the ball, we really need him to step up. Uh, he certainly did tonight and uh, and quieted arguably the best lineup in baseball. One for two ain't bad. They're raised still a half game behind the A's for the top wild card spot. Oakland rallying for a 3-2 win in Anaheim. Matt Chapman go-ahead two-run homer top nine and the Astros blanked the Mariners last night three zip for a team record 104 wins Zach Greinke fell two out shy of his first no hitter giving up a single to Austin Nola Pirates manager Clint Hurdle expected back next season the same is likely for GM Neil Huntington despite 91 losses and multiple clubhouse incidents Melvin Gordon's holdout reportedly ends today. The Chargers could find the running back roughly $1.2 million for his missed time. Gordon has also passed up nearly nine hundred ninety grand in salary. The earliest he's expected to suit up is next weekend. Yesterday began with Jalen Ramsey returning to the Jaguars from Monday's sick day. Then he didn't practice because of a back issue. 
And now he's gone again with his return unknown. Ramsey's wife about to give birth to their second child, so he has left for that. And Seahawks left tackle Dwayne Brown did not practice yesterday because of a biceps injury, but is expected to play this weekend. Wide out Alshon Jeffrey back tonight for the Eagles as Dave is at Green Bay on Thursday night football. He missed their last game with a calf injury, rejoins a receiving core that dropped eight passes for Carson Wentz in Sunday's loss to the Lions. And Moose loves himself some soccer. NYC FC, a 4-1 win over Atlanta United. But they do not clinch the MLS Eastern Conference because then Philadelphia won in San Jose 2-1. Guys? Thank you, Andrew. My pleasure. Job well done. Well worth it. I appreciate that, Moose, especially from you. Very big creativity. You want to hear one more time or are you good? No, we're good. Okay. Thank you. Uh, Andrew mentioned it during his update. Uh, Melvin Gordon is going to be back with the Chargers, going to report today. Um, Heath ran through it, nearly a million dollars in salary. Chargers could find him about $1.2 million. So we'll see if they end up doing that. Sometimes teams and uh, players through their agents, they do work out a deal to where those fines are limited, where it's not going to be the full $1.2 million. Sometimes uh, that's not the case. So we'll see how that plays out in L.A., but... Uh, he's not going to be playing this week for the Chargers as they head down to Miami to take on uh, the Dolphins as they are a decided favorite in that one, Taz. But, uh, you know, for Gordon, you know, what he tried to do, you know, it didn't work. He wanted a contract. Yeah. They offered him, uh, you know, a renegotiated deal where they're going to pay him $10 million a year. We know about the importance of Gordon uh, in that offense, even with Eckler playing very, very well um, through the first three weeks here for the most part. Uh, what Gordon tried to do and the leverage he tried to hammer and use uh, didn't work. As uh, he didn't blink, uh, as the Chargers didn't blink, he did. Yeah, no, I know you're right. It, it really didn't go well. It's kind. Of, I, I almost feel bad for Melvin Gordon. It's kind of embarrassing. Like it, it's almost like he had to come back, and otherwise, he's just these fines going to keep adding up. Like what you say, it was one point two mil and all this, and he's losing money. And and from what reports are, the guy loves to play the game, so mm. he misses football and he misses the camaraderie in the locker room. And that's the stuff I heard and read. Uh, and I don't, I'm not surprised at that. And he's a hell of a running back. He's a really, really good player. And yeah, it's kind of a, a rough thing, man. He, he made a, he, he put he put his foot down and, had, and made a stand at the uh, during the off season, and it kind of just went south like nothing, like nothing happened. Like so, the the charges didn't blink, you know. So now he had a blink and. You know what? I don't look at it like he's uh, Melvin Gordon's like tucking his tail going back. I look at it like, hey, you know what? The hell with it. This is what I do. I'm a football player. I want to play football. I don't want to lose money. And I also want to keep playing. And I know Eckler's a good player. He's in front of me now. He's, you know, he's starting. I come back week four. I can't play yet, you know, but I, I could get my start, my starting spot back or at least have a really good two back system with Eckler. Who knows? But yeah, I mean, it's, it did go a little, you know, Publicly, it kind of, he looks a little <laughs> like a he, bad businessman, like the way things were done. Like well, it just yeah, didn't you, work out for him. Like, you don't look at him as a guy that went back with his tail between his legs. I, I don't because I, I know it's easy to look at him like that. I understand that probably most people are looking at him like that. I look at it like, hey, listen, I, I, me, my agent, my lawyers, whatever, my people, we, 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 we tried something to make a stand. It didn't work, but instead of pulling a uh, a Lev Bell and sitting out forever. And like he did last year with the Steelers, I'm gonna. I want to play, and I I want to I want to play football. Uh, you know, I got a, I got a few weeks rest. Okay, but still, I want to get back on the field and play. So if it looks like I'm tucking my tail, so be it. I don't look at him like that. I look at him like, hey, 
he he was in a, a business competition with his team, with the front office, and he lost. And he's going back to work. That's how I look at it. You know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I think, well, he did lose, and he, he is going back to work, and, you know, he obviously, you know, did miss football and the camaraderie, as as you would expect. I mean, he is, uh, you, know, you know, he's a football player, so you would expect that he does miss that stuff, but, um, yeah, I mean, he lost. I mean, I, I think, you know, I don't know if, you know, tail between the legs, if you want to label it with that, but. Um, well, do you, you know, feel he went back with his tail between his legs? Uh yeah, I mean to an extent. Yeah, to an extent. I mean, yeah, I, th- I think, I think the, I think that's kind of the only way that I look at. It, which I don't, I don't think it's that big of a deal. But you know, you should have taken the ten million dollar a year contract offer extension that they were offering you. Well, he took um, a chance. I mean, it's a, sometimes you do that in business. Sometimes I, no, it works. I, I understand, but but he lost, and now it happens. I, though you know, you do lose sometimes. Oh, no, I, I understand that it, you do lose sometimes, but <clears throat> when you overrate your value. And there's nobody that's out willing to go out there and trade for you. Mm-hmm. Um, how is that not? How is that not a come to Jesus moment about where your value is and how where your value is as a running back in the National Football League? Well, maybe it is, but that doesn't. But he's him just going back to apply his craft um, shows how much he loves the game and he doesn't want to lose money either, lose any more money. So well, I don't, I, you know what I mean? Like, well, I, but then, he, but then he when oh, okay, that's fair, and and we'll see how much the the fine is from the Los Angeles Chargers. But he did decide to do this. Nobody did this to him. He he's the one right. that he's the one that decided to to hold out if he missed football or the money was too much or he didn't want to continue to lose money. You know, the early report was that he wanted to be come back around week six, uh, not not now week four. So, you know, obviously, you know, he realized that there was going to be no more negotiations. That is come and gone. Um, You know, he decided to to continue to hold out from that point forward. Um, You know, he didn't want to lose the year in in its entirety because he wanted to contact, have this year con, uh, uh, he wanted to have this year count toward NFL free agency. But yeah, I kind of look at that. He went back with his tail between his legs, which is fine. But I mean, he lost. I mean, he gambled and he lost. Yeah. Um, and and listen, people gamble and they lose all the it time. All but, time. I mean, yeah. No, I, I get it. Happens all the time. But it's also then realizing at the time, not 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 kind of sticking to your guns and and having being open and honest. Where his free agent, where his agent and himself overrated where he was in the marketplace. An often injured <clears throat> running back, right? That the Chargers made a very very healthy offer to, and you decided to turn your back on that, and now you're not going to get any. And now at this stage, you know you're not going to probably get anywhere close to that. And now you open yourself up. Even a guy that's been often injured throughout his career comes back, is not getting paid more money this year, is going to lose money, and he opens himself up to injury once again. I mean, yeah, that's and, a lose <clears throat> loss all the way around. Yeah, and if he didn't, if he kept holding out <clears throat> week after week after week into week seven, eight, nine. Guys like us, or maybe us, come on the air, or you, or me, or somebody, and says how much of a stupid thing it is because he's losing all this money every week. So the kid's damned if he does, damned if he does, damned if he do, damns if he does, damned if he doesn't. So that that that's, I mean, listen, he he looks at it like, hey, I want to get back out there. I don't want to keep losing money. I made some bad moves. I would reassess my agent. I would reassess who gave me that advice. If I'm a 26 year old Melvin, Melvin Gordon, I would do that and pass it up on the 10 million and all that jazz. Yeah, no doubt. Um, at the end of the day, if he goes on the field, not this week, obviously, but the following week, <clears throat> and he starts or gets enough reps and gets enough runs with the football and touches with the football, 
and he he gets chunks of yards and does well for the Chargers. You know, it'll all be an afterthought, obviously. And then maybe you know, <clears throat> maybe from a financial perspective, he could he could do much better, get a better contract than what he has. You know, so or than what he would, you know something closer to what he wants, I should say. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I don't. I'd be surprised. I don't think Melvin Gordon's ever going to get the con or get anywhere close to you know thirteen, fourteen, fifteen million dollars a year. Uh, he he should hope he can get close to the ten million they offered him. Hopefully for well, him. Well, they offered him that already. But yeah, but now I don't think they're gonna. Yeah, they did. But then he walked away from that. Right. I right. mean, but so they, I mean, are they still would... offering that to him? No, no, no. But yeah, that right. would. So that's no, what I'm saying. No, but that's... he's got to hope to get back to that original but offer. That... That's what I should have said. No, I I got you. But that's my point. My point is is that you know this was. This was a you know a complete and utter disaster from his perspective. Yes. It's a disaster, and when you go back and finally he realized it was a disaster <laughs> that the Chargers were not going to come uh, come back to him that they're not looking and they did there was no fret and Eckler was playing well, which took away any kind of last minute leverage he would possibly have. You know he's actually lost value. I mean, and if that's not walking coming back with your tail between your legs, I don't know what is. I mean, you've lost value. They, the running back position succeeded without you, and you come back having lost money, and you're probably not even going to get the offer that you that you decided to turn down. Well, <clears throat> uh, that's fine. I mean, you're, look. No, I mean, uh, no. I, you could, listen, we can agree to disagree. Yeah, you're not, that's you're fine. Not, you're not going to convince me to think the guy tucked his tail. I've been in a position where I thought I was going to get more money somewhere else, and I didn't in, in the wrestling business. And then I had, a, I had to work out the contract they initially offered me. This is in one of my WWE deals. And I didn't look at like I was talking about. No one around me made me feel like that. It was business. I had to do what I had to do. But you know, and it's like you, you know, you, you got to make an income. You don't want to lose money. You know, this guy was losing tons of money here. So you know, I, I look at it different. Maybe from an athlete's perspective, like if I want to keep playing, I'm not 22 years old. I'm 26 years old. I'm not an old man, but I'm supposed to be in my prime, and I want to apply my craft on on Sundays. And and that's how I look at it. He wants to get back after it. You know, and, and yeah. I understand the public perception. It looks bad for him. And that's why I said he should reassess his management team, his personal team, his his, his lawyer and, and or his agent because mm. he was given some bad advice on how to handle us. And it didn't yeah, work out I, well. Yeah, I mean, I think every contract is, you know, he had two years left on his deal when he went to this ploy of holding out. And, you know, it didn't work. For the Chargers, they're happy to have him back, I'm sure. He's hoping to have a big-time year when he does return to the field week five for the Los Angeles Chargers. And then... He's hoping, obviously, at some point in time to get to the deal that he is feels like he is worth and he is valued at, that he personally values himself out. But uh, for this year, he's working under the old deal, and that wasn't good enough for him two, three months ago. But unfortunately for him, it's got to be good enough for him for now. A guy that's been banged up, that has been injured, and he's got no more guaranteed money coming his way. So we'll see how it works out for Gordon. If you're a fantasy player, you're certainly happy to have him back. And if you're the Chargers, you're certainly happy to have Melvin Gordon back as well. As uh, maybe gets that deal down the line. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe. But in the here and now, Taz, the Chargers are a better football team to have him back in the fold yeah. at the running back spot. Yeah, two Eight good five, backs. Two good backs now. Yeah, no doubt. 855-212-4CBS. 855 855- Two one two four two two seven. The Bears, Kyle Long, exposed to the world. We'll get into that next. Taz Moose on a Thursday morning, right here, CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. 
Sunday, it's an NFL on CBS doubleheader with a full day of games, including the Bills defending their home turf against the Pats, followed by the Vikings and the Bears in a key NFC North battle. It all begins with our team previewing the day's games on the NFL today at noon Eastern, only on CBS. And Bears running back Tariq Cohen has gotten himself into a little bit of hot water because, amazingly enough, uh, and maybe guys don't learn from the Antonio Brown example. He's a member of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, playoff victory in Kansas City, deciding to go up live on social media. And I think at that time it was Facebook Live that he decided to do. Uh, Tariq Cohen, uh, this past week uh, on Monday night after their victory uh, down in Washington against the Redskins, uh, decided to go on Instagram Live, right? And so he yeah. put the he put the phone on the floor um, and uh, to where everyone can get a full view as he's standing up and talking to his fans. And in the background... Uh, there's Bears guard Kyle Long uh, with full frontal nudity. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. Uh, for Tariq Cohen is Matt Nagy, the Bears head coach, a little disappointed in his talented running back that he would decide to go on social media live from the locker room right after the game. Uh, and if you're Kyle Long, uh, you basically, uh, you know, you basically exposed yourself to the world unknowingly. Yeah, it's yeah, it's just uh, Tariq's got to be you got to be stupid. And that was just really dumb. You know, it's like it's a locker room is a it's I know when the media's in there it's tough, but it's usually it's sacred ground. That's a private area. That's just for players and, and coaches that dip in and out of there and anybody in the training staff. But of course the media's allowed in there. They did there's a certain amount of time when they're allowed in there. I you know, Tariq Cohen did this because he wants to he's trying to jack up. He he put himself in, he didn't do this on purpose. I don't think he did that to Kyle Long on a purpose. But he's trying to I know what he's doing. He's trying to boost his Instagram following. So he's trying to give live content. It's like a lot of these players that are bigger name guys, and Tariq Cohen's a known guy. He's trying to, and I'm not saying it's a good thing. It's bad the way he went about it. He's trying to jack up his Instagram followers to build a brand for maybe potentially when he's done playing or just to have a brand now, and a brand meaning a bigger social media and whatnot. So, yeah, it's... um yeah, it's it's messed up. Well, obviously the the message from Nagy didn't get a you know across that this was sacred ground. And you're right about in terms of the intentions of uh, Tariq Cohen. I just don't understand. I guess um, how you could make that kind of how you would ever think that that would be a good idea. I, if if you're Cohen, uh, you know, and I know about building up the brand ties, but why would you ever think it right after a game as guys are getting dressed? Do you not think is is you have no idea who's walking around behind you. You have no idea. You can't control the atmosphere. There's nobody that's holding up guys saying, no, no, we're filming here. Uh, there's none of that. So how exactly, why would you ever think that, like if you're Cohen, I'd love to know the mindset in terms of saying, besides the whole adding to his his brand and the social media and generating more followers and giving, I, I, I get all that, but you know, as, as you played in Division Two and other guys, they talk about it being a, a sacred place. Why would you ever think right after the game? Plus, there's, you know, a prime example of a guy doing it after a playoff game that got reprimanded to the yeah. to the high heavens by Mike Tomlin. Absolutely. And that was the beginning of Antonio Brown's, as you alluded to, uh, to, to his downfall, uh, that, that, that stuff he did. Yeah, no, I'm definitely not defending Tariq Cohen. Oh, no, I, I know yeah, you're yeah. not. It's, it's, more, retor- it's yeah. more rhetorical than anything right, else. Right, right. I mean, I'm, I'm just thinking about, like, why would you, you know. Yeah, it's just, I know. I wanna, and plus, yeah. the other thing I'd like to know is who's the person that saw it and then texted him and basically said to delete it? Because he has no idea 
that Kyle Long there, first well, off, you see his rear end. Yeah. And then and then you're waiting for it, waiting for it, because he's off camera. Then he comes back on camera. Then you get the full frontal on multiple occasions. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who exactly is the first person to, to text Tariq Cohen and say, hey, bud, uh, I would delete that video. Might have been I mean, Kyle Long. Well, no. He has no, <laughs> no, no, no I'm curious. No, no, is, no, it, no. is it a friend? Yeah. Is it, you know, a girlfriend? Is it a buddy? I mean, yeah. is it a, a family member? I mean, who exactly? Because usually when you do the Instagram live, Taz, don't you send a notification, hey, I'm going live? Um, I've done this a few times. What I believe what happens is it, it automatically sends that, what you just said, that you're going, that it'll say, like, um, if I follow you on Instagram, it'll say, Mark Malusis is now live on Instagram. Instagram. It'll, so I'll I think, say, if I'm following you, that I've gotten those. So that'll send you a, a kind of a, a push button notification to your it, phone. It, yeah, it, yeah. Um, I think I've the, gotten those. Is it, that what it, you're talking it, about? I think when you're in Instagram, it'll pop up. That's how, unless I unless I follow you and I have the notifications turned on, then it'll do what you just said. Like it'll get like I'll get a text that says, "All right, Mark Malusis is on Instagram Live." But let's say I don't I don't have my notifications on that I follow you. If I'm in Instagram looking at pictures of something on a friend of mine's account, then it'll pop up. It'll say, Mark Lewis is, is live on Instagram right now. And Okay. But, but here's the thing that's interesting. When you do put yourself on Instagram live, there's two ways you can do this. You could do it where you can see yourself and everything that's in the camera view. So if he had, I, I don't remember the name of this, a little button you hit. If he had the, the little gimmick button on where you hit it so that you can see yourself while you're on Instagram Live, you could see Kyle Long if you're Tariq Cohen. You would be able to see him. But maybe, I'm assuming, he, he did it the regular way where you just turn it on and you don't see what you're shooting. That's called being an idiot, okay? Because especially when you're in a... A locker room where guys are coming out of the shower, you know, and just got done playing football, and they, you know what I mean. Like you can't, you got to make sure or let the guys know. Or, or have how about this, Tariq? Well, how about spin your phone and have the camera sh- behind you shooting your locker so everybody's safe? Well, how about you just don't do it? Well, that's the best way to go. About <laughs> how about it? you just don't? I mean, that, that's the best. That way. would be, you know, that would bother me. Even you know, Taz. Um, listen, it's embarrassing for long. Um, or, you know, it's, um, and you never want to, you never want to have that be happening, right. To where you're kind of, uh, you know, being, you know, the, the butt end of the jokes out there. Right. But for Cohen here, um, that's a, it's like supposed to be a sanctuary, a safe place for an NFL player, for an athlete, uh, as you articulated a couple minutes ago, Taz, um, why exactly would you ever do that, um, in an uncontrollable environment? Decide, hey, I'm going to go on, I'm going to do this for my fan base. Because, you know, the, as I would say, the benefit is not worth the risk. Right, right. I mean, the benefit of it, okay, maybe I pick up, you know, 100 followers, 200 followers, whatever it might be, right? right? right, right. But the gamble that I have now is, you know, where I'm going to get, I'm going to be viewed where I'm getting reprimanded by the coach and the organization, Taz. And certainly I'm, I'm getting reprimanded by the leaders on that team. I mean, if you're Tariq Cohen, I understand he's a young running back, Taz, but you know you, you can't be making that kind of mistake because that could be a cataclysmic mistake. Right, right. No, no, I agree with everything you said. It and Cohen's got a little bit north of two hundred twenty thousand followers on Instagram. So, um, 
I guess yeah, but you're right. What are you going to gain? You're going to gain you're going to gain a handful, you know, a couple of hundred to your point of followers. Yeah, I, I got to tell you, there's a small part of me, a tiny little part of me, that because I've been in enough locker rooms, and I'm not talking football. I'm talking about wrestling locker rooms. Like this would never happen. Like you do this in wrestling, you're gonna you're in trouble. <laughs> like forget about Vince McMahon trouble or the owner or whoever company you work for. The wrestlers will police the wrestler that does this. I'm you sure. Don't do this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Big problem. But I wouldn't be surprised if there's a little rib amongst the players where, you know, they knew, that, like, long knew this was going to happen, like, as a joke. I, that wouldn't shock me. And oh, they, I'd they, be stunned by that. Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't I'd, be stunned. I'd be stunned. It's probably not the case. I'd but. be stunned if Kyle Long was in on it. If I, I'd be I'd be absolutely stunned by that. Yeah. I mean, I understand we believe in conspiracy theories sometimes, Taz. I know. If they're in on it, I'd be absolutely stunned. It's Taz Moose, CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.